Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Science Journal Review. Today, we... <laughs> oh, the face. Okay, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Don't Quit Your Day Job. I am your host, Maxim Allen. You know me uh, on the mic as always. Today is March 29th, 2021. Um, the boat got unstuck from the Suez Canal today. So if you're listening in the future, that was a big thing. Uh, goodbye to all the memes. I'm very sad about that, but it happened. Uh, today I'm joined by uh, a comedian friend of mine who also is a rapper. So please give a hip hop welcome to <laughs> Chris Waitkiss. Yes. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. It's 8.30 at night. You opened up with good morning. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you, <laughs> your sense of time is just gone. You know, it's my like, this is my like, my corporate joke that I play on everyone. Good morning, everybody. You, like, you know what? Like at work, like you have the corporate jokes that are just like bullshit and everyone just laughs. It's like, oh, that's stupid. Yeah. No matter what time of day it is, I say good morning and people always correct me. They're like, oh, you mean good afternoon? And I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I fell right into the trap. <laughs> I'm part of the problem. Yeah, no, I, I like I assume people listen to this on their commute to work. Oh, okay, that's, that's gotcha. my assumption. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, I say I say good morning to them for that reason. I say good morning to people at work because in my mind, if I'm still working, my day hasn't started. Because <laughs> okay. then afterward, we can do the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you're on your way to work, I hope you like listening to people who are drunk on your way to work. Uh, <laughs> Did you drink a bunch at the mic before this? Not a lot, but you know, I like to be loose. Uh, <laughs> talking to people, just just in a talking from just just talking is more difficult, I think. Um, than being organic musically really not to like segue not to like segue into music so quickly <laughs> um but it's uh yeah man it's if you can capture what you're trying to say eloquently and melodically that is it's so much easier to say what you want to say that way like that's why you don't think so i i there is not made a face real quick there is not a musical bone in my body i oh, i'm a music okay. appreciator and a music a listener but i am not a there is no rhythm in gotcha. this blood. <laughs> I I can see that. Your hair doesn't yeah. even grow in the right sections. No. no. <laughs> That's so stupid. I can see it in your palms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The rhythm? Yeah. This is the rhythm of the palm. Anyway. Yeah, um, no, I uh no, I think that's it's that's interesting that you say that though, because it's just like well, there's some people who literally like this is a conversation just between us that just happens to be recorded. There are right. people who will shake on the podcast who will shiver while because they're, they're talking yeah because they're like talking and they're like aware that it's recorded so they're like oh, yeah you don't want to say anything yeah. crazy sure but we it's not know, hard you're a comic man <laughs> you say crazy stuff all the time so this it's got to be like par for the course yeah and i honestly like the the way it is i don't edit anything out i tell everyone it's like you whatever goes in here is gonna stay in i and hope it does you just gotta have a little self-control oh yeah man. <laughs> well it's a good thing that all my songs are edited uh <laughs> man i haven't so when i started making i started making music a long time ago when it was like okay to say the n-word and it, it's never it was never okay let Chris me just be white clear. Yeah. for the listeners <laughs> Let me be really clear. It was never okay. That doesn't mean we didn't try, uh, which is a terrible, terrible thing. Those songs are gone. Uh, we've deleted them. Uh, I was 13. Give me some credit. Uh, it was the 90s. That doesn't make it okay. Anyway, I've said what I've said. Oh, my God. Yep. Great way to start. <laughs> yeah, great way to start. People are just like, no, I'm not listening to this. Yeah, I really hope that doesn't happen, but 
uh, yeah. I mean, I've been making music for a long time, so things have evolved, and I've gotten a lot more. Uh, I don't want to say classy, but definitely more thoughtful and yeah. thought provoking. <laughs> okay, so so let's get to the origin of this. So, where are you from, and when did you first get exposed to hip hop and rap? Oh my God, um, I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, that's sick. Uh, yeah, I was actually I was born in Queens, um, and then we left there when I was like four or five. Um, and up until that point, the coolest music I knew at like five was uh Lou Bega Mambo number no. five. Oh, okay. Which every <laughs> Yeah. That was a hot song, man. That's Definitely a, was. That's how I learned how to count, man. Really? Uh wow. at least to five, yeah. <laughs> uh that's a great that's a that's a great song to learn when you're it also it's really good with like mojo. Like Lou Bega will teach you mojo as a as a as a young person. Describe mojo. <clears throat> uh it's just a general it's a now they call it swagger. Oh, okay. Uh, people call it, you, you have that ness, that N-E-S-S. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just being, I feel like you were trying to catch me in a trap. Describe Mojo. What Austin Powers lost <laughs> in the second movie. Uh, Could you imagine if this was like a gotcha podcast? <laughs> yeah, gotcha. You don't know what Mojo is. This is gotcha journalism right here. <laughs> Science review journal, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, and that's not rap music by any stretch. Um, but I probably got overexposed to rap music when I was like um, eight or nine. Mm-hmm. I had a, a couple of friends in my neighborhood, and um, we just loved listening to wild stuff. And there was this, there was a kid, his name is Andrew, who's two years older than me. Mm-hmm. So I like really looked up to him, and he loved the Bone Thugs and Harmony. Okay, uh, which have you heard of the Bone Thugs and Harmony? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I mean, it's an old, it's old a, school. It's yeah. a deep cut, I think. But uh, they had the song called "The Crossroads" that was like definitely not a deep cut. <laughs> well, deep <laughs> Crossroads isn't a deep cut. Crossroads is a hit. Yeah, um, it's about the death of Easy E, and uh, from there, I just got like so uh, enveloped in like this world of. Uh, things that I had never heard of, and mm-hmm. my mom didn't listen to it. My mom liked country music. My dad liked disco and Prince and dance music. Whoa. So in a way, it was like my own identity. I was mm. like, I can build my identity around a music brand that nobody else yeah. is doing well, do in you re- my family. Do you remember what your first artist was that you heard? First rap artist that I heard? Yeah, yeah. Hip-hop artist? Oh, man. I can tell you the first CD I bought. Okay. Who Let the Dogs Out by the Baja Men, uh, which <laughs> I would consider hip hop music. If you you in, might not. Wait, the a, body one night, the body was jumping. In a stretch, hey, it's yeah. kind of like. It's, yeah, it's, today it would be considered melodic rap. It would totally fall. I feel like Little Baby mm-hmm. would want to feature them for sure. You it's, disagree? It's that song is so such an interesting like slice of time. Like it's oh, just like man. what was it, like two thousand one or two thousand two? Yeah, that was like the rager, and they played it. It was like it was like kid friendly too. Oh, yeah. so they could they just played everywhere. Oh yeah, it was a hit. Followed you know followed shortly after by like um, Shaggy. It wasn't me, and then I took a hard left turn. Uh, into uh, the Eminem show. That was the, probably mm. the third CD I had. Eminem was a... He was, really yeah. drew us in, didn't he? He was a, a knucklehead, for yeah. lack of a better word, man. He still is, mm. I, you know, from what I understand. He's oh, wait, really can I ask you real down. quick? How sure. old are you? I'm 28. Okay, yeah. So I was All born right, in 92. Cool. Yeah. Okay, I was born in 94. So we we do... Oh, okay. So, yeah, similar kind of timelines here. Where, like, for sure. 
Kids yeah. in my elementary school. Like, Did you think I was like in my 30s and I was going to be like, yeah, you know, cool in the gang? <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, I think, I think you have like, you could be 31 and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, yeah thank you. But I don't, I, I don't want to say I get that a lot, but like, I get that a lot. It, it makes sense. Yeah. But like, like Eminem, I don't know, like for you, it's probably the same. Like Eminem, like it came out with the Eminem show and my elementary school was on fire oh like my kids God. were like eminem where they were they were like kids had rap books <laughs> like they oh, were writing dude. their raps <laughs> yeah well so i think the difference between me and other kids that had rap books was i just followed through i was just <laughs> i bought i bought music software i got on oh this is so i this was like nerdy of me at the time but i found like random um people on internet chat lines and i would like get their handles from aol instant messenger and then i would write them back and forth about how to like make music effectively some of these guys were like in their 30s making music and i was like 12 taking tips from whoa trying to figure out how the business works and then i would try not to expose that i was 12 You didn't want to let them know that they were grooming you. <laughs> yeah, to make a whole bunch of terrible decisions, by the way. Yeah, the internet is a scary place. But yeah, but musically, uh, so that that's how I learned like a lot of the business side of, the, of yeah. it was just like trying, well, not that I know a lot of the business side of it because I learned it from AOL Instant Messenger, but you'd search through all these things and you just listen to, I downloaded software and at first we would go on, It's not. It, you, it's not SoundCloud. People, yeah, it used to be SoundCloud. It was uh, it's called SoundClick, okay. SoundClick.com, and it was just people posting their beats. Okay, and, yeah, and, yeah, their instrumentals and stuff. And so I'm 13 years old. Me and my friends, uh, we were in a group called the NBB, the Notorious Bad Boys. Okay, when, how did this start, and when did it start? Uh, so that kid that's two years older than okay, me. Yeah, uh, I was like, man. I was like, we could really do this. You know, there's there's rap groups all over the place. Like, if we start now, by the time we're 20, we'll be so famous. And uh, <laughs> he bought in. You know, whoa, yeah. His his name was Andrew. He um, he went by Drizzle. That was his name. D r i z z l. Uh, he was a black guy. He was real cool. Uh, and then there was another guy in the group. Uh, his name was Gavin, and his rap name was Gavin. And it was really bad. It was really bad. <laughs> that's that's like a joke I do separately, but it's, it is it's it is true. It's funny too, just because Gavin is like such a so it's a harsh name. Yeah, <laughs> it really doesn't fit the scene. Mm. And here's the thing: so the first song, oh god, the first song we ever made. I feel bad talking about all this stuff, but because I've gotten so much better yeah. over the past like 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the first song we ever made was this song called "Gangsta Walk." And okay. It, it was. This is how a gangster walks, gangster, gangster. And it was <laughs> it was not good, man. And we thought, and here's the, the crazy thing is there's three guys in the group, and every each person got a verse, three verses, and we were like, okay, Andrew's the best, he'll go first. Okay. Kick us off. His verse was terrible, right? And then we did the hook, and then we did me, and then we did the hook, and then Gavin went. And Gavin was so bad that we thought he was bad, and we were terrible. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? How? And so, from there, I was like, if I'm at least better than, and I feel bad for Gavin, I really do. He's a he's a good cat, man. We're friends. Um, but, <laughs> and he's gonna hate to hear this if we ever does. Um, but I, all I noticed from that that it helped build my confidence because I saw I was at least better than this one guy. Yeah. 
let me try, let me just keep going and see how much better I can get. And, Low key, uh, that was like going to the an open mic for the first time. Being yeah. Like, oh yeah, I could I could do this. Yeah, dude. There's a, <laughs> there are a lot of parallels between the two. Yeah. I think one of the. I mean, I don't want to derail you. But no, that's fine. I think one of the main uh, differences mm. between um, comedy and and music, at least with hip hop music, is uh, the way that you say things. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in comedy, you're supposed to be very. It's like writing a pop song. You're supposed to be very direct. Uh, and very clear about what your motive is right, and what right. you're trying to say. But then when you're doing a rap song, it's actually how can you get around saying something clearly? Mm. You, you want to use all this colorful-ass yeah. language and imagery so that you could paint the picture of a really simple thing. But that's how you get lyricism out. You know, That's so interesting. That's actually like a really good insight. Because yeah. it's like... It's like with comedy, it's just like the logic is so quick. It's like you want it as stripped down and bare bones, and it's like point A, point B, and then A plus B implies punchline or something. Yeah, but if you want to be considered a lyricist, you have to use really weird, yeah, imagery and all this other stuff to uh, to kind of warp the person's mind to make them get it on their own. Right. And in that way, it's the same, but it doesn't have to be like punchline at the end. It just has to be like, oh, I got his metaphor. Right. Whoa. Yeah. So what was uh were the lyrics to Gangsta Walk like? Oh man, this is how a gangster walks. Gangsta gangsta. This is uh this is my gangsta style. Gangsta gangsta. This is my gangsta um life. Gangsta gangsta. So it's mostly just kind of like a like a like a more um less lyrical, more just like a hip hop beat kind of We tried to we were like we were like the first song we make is gonna be a hit. Uh, and it wasn't. I mean, okay, it was yeah. a commercial flop. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I don't remember any of the lyrics to mm-hmm. to that song. I'm trying to think of some. Oh my god, I made this song called "Cause I'm White." It's like one of the first songs. It's on. So the first album we made was called "NBB Is Back," and it is was, back. It was, it was our first album, <laughs> and we were trying to do we were trying to do an homage to Ludacris. Who his first album was back for the first time, okay, and it was a hit. All I right. mean, it it was just so great, and we were gonna be like, okay, MBB is back. I, I like this 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 episode because this is you describing to me child ideas, <laughs> like, <But it's>, uh, <laughs> pitching child thoughts to me. But, okay, not to, not to be corny, but what is a dream besides right, a childish right. idea? It's so funny, though. dude. That's a. Uh, I mean. That's that's all I ever really wanted right. to be. That's all I still want to be is just like childlike in mind, yeah. but like, and that's somehow funding the life that I'm living. Right. If I could do that, man, I would be the happiest person ever. That's why all famous people are so happy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, how long between you re- you making your first single and you decided to make an album, and how long did it take you guys to make an album? The, when I was a kid, my yeah, first yeah, album. Yeah. Um, not long. We were like, okay, this is the first song, and it's going to be the hit. Do you know where the hits go on your album? So uh, I'm guessing in like a like typically in like a twelve like I'm more of a metalhead, so things are shorter. But in like a twelve track album, you would have it at like position two, three, or four, right? Somewhere okay, in there, not perfect. One. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I guess it's all music yeah. that does this, but yeah, track <laughs> three. We were like, this is track three. Okay, this is a heater. Um, <laughs> and then I wrote. Then we had a couple of solo songs. It was so crazy. We were doing this album, 
and we probably had like 14 songs. And in the middle of it, I was like, I have to have a solo song because I'm going to have a solo career. And and my <laughs> my other friend and Drizzle, Andrew, also thought that. He was like, I have to have a solo song because I'm going to have a solo career. And we both did have solo endeavors. I wouldn't call them careers. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually did. I ended up doing some shows after I changed my name and like really turned it out. Do you know what my name was? I was C Note. C Note. C Note, which means hundred dollar bill. Okay, that's it's not a bad. C Note. Yeah. yeah. Um, it has since changed, and it's got, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so how long did it take? Um, about a month for okay. us to put all those songs together. So you guys were like dedicated. Like you guys were after school coming and making. This music all the time. Yeah. yeah, I would call him and be like, "Bro, we got to hit the studio." Where was the studio? It was in my room because uh, <laughs> I had the family computer. So, <laughs> so we were making tracks on my on my uh, on my family computer. It was a Sony Vio. If, if that, yeah, that I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, man, we had. I think I used this program called Mixcraft, which is like nobody knows about this program. Okay. It was it was before Pro Tools, which is a really useful. Uh, right, right. Yeah, Pro Tools is really useful. Ableton's really useful. Um, highly recommend both of those. But they didn't exist for anything non Mac at the time, so I had to go with this Microsoft Mixcraft mm-hmm. shit by Acoustica, yeah. and um, I mean it served me well. I used it for like. 10 years really oh my god yeah gosh. probably just to do like rough cuts of stuff because it basically you would just like record a quick track and it didn't have a lot of like flair you can do a lot of plugins so i would just uh, you know what a plugin is yeah yeah yeah. okay i don't want to be patronizing so, <laughs> sometimes my not to get off topic but sometimes my i'll be talking to my girlfriend i'll be like hey do you know who kanye west is and mm. she'll be like shut the fuck up like i know exactly like, <laughs> have you heard of barack obama it's the same thing so she, so that's what I mean. Check out uh, the episode with Sarah Schmidt. <laughs> oh yeah, <that's, laughs> she was on here yeah, early on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's my lady. Uh, she's she's a good egg. That's funny. I, I try not to. Um, I try not to do too many references uh, with uh, Lee because we're obviously sure. from different <laughs> countries. But yeah. she she gets a lot of the hip hop ones. She really likes J Cole. That's like oh, her favorite. J Cole's mm. awesome. Hate him. Hate him. <laughs> <I> hate him. <laughs> What I I would love to understand that I okay I she showed me a lot of his music videos and I was like all right I understand the appeal but in my opinion I think he's a little preachy he's like a little self righteous sure and I like I like I don't know I just like that violent dirty violent like, dirty. awful shit like yeah I don't know you like, would love this guy Montana of three hundred. <laughs> It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, when I'm talking about the craziest shit you ever heard, it's 10 times that. It's, See, I'm like, I love Death Grips. I don't know if you ever listened to Death Grips. Like Kanye's Yeezus album is one of my favorites of all time. Okay, like, sure. I like that like harsh, noisy. I like, also love like Danny Brown. Like I like oh, when he raps man. about like awful traumatic things. Yes. Like that's like, that's what I like about it. Okay. But, and J. Cole is like, be a better person. Quit drugs maybe. And it's like, fuck you. Oh. Fuck you. Come on. <laughs> fuck you for trying to make everybody better. Yeah. That's, that's funny. He, J. Cole, I love J. Cole. Yeah. Um, But I also definitely see the appeal to what you're talking about because, uh, do you know who Brock Hampton is? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Brock Hampton is probably like a new wave version of what you're looking for because they're no, no. Brock Hampton is a boy band. 
Kinda. They're like they I, also talk about crazy shit. They say Tyler the Creator level shit. I think. Do they really? I think so. So do you, okay. What about like Tyler the Creator Love and him. Earl Sweatshirt? Love them. Okay. I just put to, like I I I just put together my like Earl playlist the other day. Earl Sweatshirt's I'm, insane. Love him yeah. so much. Okay. So Odd Future we can probably really connect mm. over because Earl's crazy, Tyler's crazy, and I'm a big like Frank Ocean fan. I, I I never I gave him a shot. Yeah. I, I know if I listened to it, I'd probably like it, but I just like never got around to listening to it. Yeah, I think oh, you'd probably love it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, you wouldn't love it. It's <laughs> it's re- <laughs> you might you might love like his messages, I mm-hmm. guess, but like ultimately he's he's uh, really soft. Mm-hmm. He's really soft. That's okay sometimes, but yeah. What um? So let's okay. So you guys, let's let's back rewind yeah, this a little bit. That. So you use this program. No plugins to make music. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Acoustica Mixcraft. Um, yeah, so we used that to produce our first album. And uh, it was okay. I still have it. Um, mm-hmm. I remember track... Th- we ended up... Gangsta Walk actually ended up not making it. Whoa. Uh, I know, because, it, I mean, it was good. <laughs> but, but Gavin's uh, verse. But Gavin's <laughs> verse. Was, yo, yo, when I tell you we looked for ways to limit Gavin's use on the on the album, I am not exaggerating, man. We were like, we were like, oh, shit, he's at a pool party. We should go record a song right now. And... <laughs> Which is so cruel. Yeah. And I look back on that and I was like, man, I was a horrible person. But I hope that everybody listening and Gavin can respect the fact that we were trying to make great art. (laughs) It's fair. That's fair. I get it. I get it. Just because it wasn't great art doesn't mean we weren't going for that. Right. I would, I would like, I would have been the type of person that would have been like, Let's come up with a job just for Gavin. Let's put him in the credits, but maybe don't do a verse. Right, yeah, 100%. Gavin, cover art. You get cover art. And then he comes with cover art, and you go, ooh, we hate this. (laughs) (laughs) So it's so weird that you touched on that, because he actually was pretty gifted artistically, like with his hands. Yeah, he's he's pretty good at that. (laughs) I don't mean to like shit on him and then bring him back yeah. up. It's this is like some real sadistic uh mind control this, stuff. This this episode is going to be a 90 minutes of uh Gavin's redemption arc. <laughs> Gavin's going to come join us. <laughs> going to give counter arguments. The redemption story. So oh, man. as as part of so I know this is part of one of your jokes but the listeners don't know this. What do you do when you release this first album? Oh man, you so you're working me towards this. I get it now. And then we can get to the big boy. Hip-hop sure, sure, stuff. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it took us about a month to make our first album. Uh, after we made it, before we released it, we mm-hmm. were like, okay, this is gonna be a hit. Um, we need to. We need. We we released a documentary of the making of the album. We it's like 45 minutes long, and uh, yeah, we um, we had a viewing party. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my mom. It was in my garage. Uh, so we had a bunch of people come over. My mom served sodas, and uh, there was a little blanket. I fingered a girl during it. It was great. It was the whole thing. It was <laughs> we had a great time. Yeah, that's it's so it's so fun because I love the like what I love about this whole thing is the the drive of you guys to put together an album and then like doing it and also the the documentary and the oh, follow yeah. through and also the 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 viewing party because it clearly shows that your parents were like this is great they're making they're making music so i'll tell you 
this is another sidebar. My brother got what's called RPC, which is a required parent conference. It's not quite okay. it's not quite a suspension, but it's about to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he made a diss song about a girl that had broken up with him. Oh no. And and that's uh, he's going to be so mad that I'm like Real quick, is he older or younger? Younger. Okay. So I was a terrible influence on him. <laughs> and uh so you know, basically, I talked to some of the. This is the, the real story is that I talked to some of the coaches mm-hmm. uh, about it that I knew that also coached me when I was uh, in uh, in high school, and they were like, "Yeah, man, that song was actually fire. It was great. <laughs> uh, they loved it, which was cool." But he got in a lot of trouble because he was kind of like defaming the character of this girl. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, and my dad in uh, this is totally uncharacteristic. I did not see this coming. But he was like, I fully support my children's rights to express themselves musically. Whoa. And I was like, wow. We, we're we in a good family, man, where he, he supports our um, ability to try to get whatever it is out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know where that comes from or why he's okay with it, but it's um, it's good. And it, That's dope. Yeah, man. It helps me feel and continue to be artistic and yeah, chase, yeah, chase dreams and shit. And like that, that's definitely like something even in like the comedy world too. Just like there's some parents who literally do not know that their kids are doing comedy because yeah. their kids know they're going to hate it. Yeah. And there's also like, I mean, I'm in a lucky situation where my parents just think it's very cool that I'm doing it, you know? Right. And like they're very supportive. So, yeah. Especially no. like at an early age, a statement like that, that's like so important. Oh, yeah, exactly. And so for him, it was super impactful. But then, you know, my dad. Also, he came to New York to watch me do um, some hip hop um, performances, mm-hmm. and where I talk about him, I did a, um, I kind of played him like he was like against me. This is this was later in life when I became Rick Clinton, but I did one of these. Uh, uh, I, did, I said, um, "My dad's like Rick. You can't rap and have a classy living." Well, look, Dad, look at me. I'm fucking rapperific. Look, Dad, I'm getting paid, and I've been acting ignorant. Who says the white boy can't do rap because it's bad for business? And it, which, like, <laughs> yeah. these are yeah. So, and he saw me do that, and uh, he saw me get some applause, and it was like real because he's like a stand-up guy. Man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I just you know do all this crazy stuff and like kind of defame the family name, and he's uh you know he's all good with it. I, <laughs> I, I don't know if he's all good with it, but he's supportive of it. Nice. Yeah. So you released the album. You get the documentary together. You have the viewing party. When, oh, yeah. What is like when this is probably like early high school for you or like late middle school? Late middle school. Okay. So when do you, what is, what does your rap career look like through high school slash college? So through high school. What's the story of the NBB? Oh, shit. So the NBB actually had to break up over some Fleetwood Mac level drama. What? Everyone was sleeping with everybody. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and we were kids, man. This is not, I don't condone this. And I would never tell my kids to become sexually active, you know, around 13. That's too, I think it's too early. Way too early. I think, yeah, I think so. But so there was this girl that I was seeing, mm-hmm. and one of the band members, one of the hip started fooling around with her and he broke my heart and i was like you know what the band is disbanded um so we kind of so we broke up right as i was going into high school but i was like i'm still a rapper i'm still dope Mm -hmm. so um i got my opportunity freshman year biology class we were like okay everyone's gonna have to do an artistic piece about 
uh, part of the life cycle. And so that's where the mitosis wrap came from. And the mitosis wrap is, <laughs> oh, far and away, telophase, anaphase, prophase. These are the stages of mitosis right, right. and not in that order. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> metaphase. Um, yeah, man, that was that was pr- kind of like the rebirth of uh, still C note at the time. Mm-hmm. I've had I've had three three names in my life. Um, well, four if you count my given name. But uh, uh, my first rap name was uh, C note. Second was the Mink, which was not a choice that I made. It was a nickname I was given that I was had to make work for myself. This was in college, okay? Because I was I was nerdy and I was like a I was on the football team and mm. everyone was like, they were all jocks and yeah, I was like yeah. super weird. And so they said I looked like uh, Stuart Minkus from Boy Meets World. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they couldn't pronounce my last name. Um, so they called me Minkus and I changed it. I I put out a whole album called The Mink when I became Rick Clinton. That was, that was, that was the thing, man. And that's still available. That's on Dat Piff if you want to go check that out. Whoa. Yeah, man. Uh, and then... Uh, and then the third one uh, was Rick Clinton, which okay. is who I still am today. And I'm, I'm, I like Rick Clinton. He's <laughs> fucking weird, in a good <laughs> okay. way. Okay, so <laughs> we'll we'll dig into that later. We're about third yeah, of the way through. So, yeah, man. so uh, yeah, so the NBB breaks up. You get you you come into high school. Someone says you got to do an art project, and you leap at the chance to write a rap song oh, about yeah. cell mitosis. Yes, cell mitosis. <laughs> How is it received by the audience? Super well received. Yeah, I think super well received. People still talk about it to this day. Really? Uh, oh yeah, I get <laughs> texts from people in the class. Texts from my girlfriend at the time. Still is like, "Yo, man, you got to tell more people about the mitosis rap because it was hot. It was a <laughs> my teacher." Her name, her her last name is Ortiz. I, I actually don't know if it's changed or mm-hmm. what now, but apparently, uh, ten years later, my brother is in the same class and they show the mitosis rap as an example of the project. So <laughs> it's still around. That's so you've become a local legend. Local legend within freshman biology. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I one time was a my one of my projects was used as a bad example for sixth grade classes after mine, <laughs> and I found out because my brother had the same teacher, and then it was came to light that she had been using one of my projects as the bad example. And then, oh my god! Then my mom talked to the school and was like, "His his name is on." That yeah, day. this is not cool, man. She didn't like me, but it's fine. <laughs> Fuck that bitch! I'm a stand up comedian now. What's up? Prove, proving you wrong. <laughs> Make that money. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing comedy, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's other ways. <laughs> so, are you are you? Do you start doing a side project? Do you start your solo career now in high school? Yes, um, I'm trying to. Rem- I'm actually trying to remember. I would say, if anything, that was like a dull phase. Mm. Uh, I don't. I didn't quit, but I definitely wasn't putting out music with fervor. Or, yeah, yeah, or at the frequency that I needed to because I was like. I don't know, trying to discover myself and shit. Yeah. It's kind of, high school is where I discovered um, marijuana. Okay. uh, Which I don't smoke a lot now, probably because I was like doing a bunch of dumb stuff when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I I was like, I need to do this. I'm one of those people where like, if you do, I I do something so that I can understand why people do it and then I stop. Right, right. Um, So I was like, I'll try everything, but only to understand it and then I'm done. I think I'm, 
I don't want to say I'm an intellectual. That sounds like real bitchy. <laughs> but uh, that makes sense. Yeah. But so yeah, so that was kind of a light phase from I would say 16 to 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was pretty light. Yeah. And then when I got. I think when I got to college, that's when I had to, I was like, hey, I I do this. And people were like, oh, yeah, prove it. I was like, okay, fine. I'll show you. I'll well, sh- what college did you go to? Uh, I went to an engineering college. Which one? <laughs> uh, Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. Have you heard of it? Uh-uh. Nobody where's that? Where's that one at? Uh, it's in Troy, New York. It's a uh, don't even lo- know where Troy is. <laughs> that's okay. It's upstate New York. Okay. Because uh, I, I went to engineering school as well. Where'd you go? Uh, CU Boulder. See, oh, dude. So, and see you, Denver. But yeah, yeah. I, I applied to School of Mines. Same. Uh, I got in. Oh, um, not the same. Not the same. <laughs> I did not, I didn't want to go for, um, apologies, a number of reasons. I, the, the biggest thing really was that I just didn't want to be so close to my family. I wanted to like branch out. Not that I didn't want to be close to them, but I really wanted to. I'm big into this whole make your own name thing. Yeah. Uh, Vegas is way too close to Colorado. <laughs> it, they're close. They're close. They're close enough. Yeah. 12 hour car ride. I'm obsessed with um, New York City because it's okay. where I was born. And so I thought, hey, if I'm only three hours away, that'll be close enough. <laughs> and boy, was it not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad I live there now. But uh, yeah, Troy, Troy for a couple of years and. If any, say what you will about boredom, it's inspiring. Yeah, yeah. You know, it'll make you'll make things happen because of that. So you start really like making music again in college. Under are you the mink or are you C note at this point? So I try to do something as C notes, Mm -hmm. and then I'm like, "Eh, you know what? This. Uh, So I put out a. I'm actually remembering this as you're asking. Um, I put out this song. I put out a six. A song. I'll call it an EP. I think it's an EP. Okay. I'm still. I'm still not technically sure about what's an EP versus what's an LP. Which I shouldn't really be exposing that out loud. But uh, so I put. Out, <laughs> so I had these songs. Uh, I, I believe it was called TTT. Okay. Which I don't know what TTT stands for now that I think about it. Uh, but this is when I was like 18. Right. Right. Uh, and I was at an internship at Bose. Uh, the Ooh, Bose Corporation for like cool. headphones and stuff. Yeah, and I was like, man, if I'm gonna be listening to music and stuff, I should be like through these headphones. I was like, why am I not using this? My career, my like actual career is going that way. I should probably be, you know, doing something with it since I'm so passionate about it. And um, yeah, so I started make so I made TTT. I was still C note, and I made this song called Spacious Funk. Okay. Uh which Spacious Funk is a real cool song, and I wish I re- I can't believe I can't remember how it goes right now. Uh, but it's you know I've made a better songs since then. I guess that's the only way I can say it. Um, Spacious Funk was, and I showed it to some of my college friends, and they were like, "This is kind of cool," mm-hmm. and and uh, they would play it in their cars, ironically, whenever I got in the car. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And they as, would, as the best college friends would. Yeah. That, which is exactly what they did. And yeah. then we would all go to, you know, sometimes we'd go to parties mm-hmm. and they would put the song on over the speaker and I would be in a completely different room and start freaking out. I'd like run up. I'd like, you know, I'd have to run. By the time I got to the speaker, there's already a minute and a half played. 
And so people started hearing it, whether I wanted to hear it or not. Were you like embarrassed to have being? Was this was you? Were you embarrassed because of the quality of the song, or just because you didn't want people to know that you made music? I definitely wanted people to know that I made music. I was not proud of the quality of the song. Gotcha. I was working. I still like those songs, mm. um, but more in like a uh, from like a gag perspective. Yeah, it would I, it would be like releasing if it would be like if your friends played everyone like an old open mic tape. Yeah, and exactly. Like, he does comedy. Here, here's him at an open mic. Like, yeah. Oh god. Which would <laughs> that would be so offensive? It would be so offensive. Yeah, man, that would that could like, uh, I it wouldn't ruin a friendship, but boy, would that you would have to have a talking to that guy or yeah. girl because, um. Yeah, I liked the songs, but it was for me. I always saw those those little tapes as like a journey toward right uh, getting better. And then, mm-hmm. so I made that six songs. Um, I think I and I was experimenting with like making my own instrumentals versus like getting instrumentals from friends or like right. buying them offline, um, and then just sampling or not even sampling, just straight up. Um, uh, freestyling over other people's stuff yeah yeah um and so so all of that i just kind of took all of that knowledge built it up and that i fed all of that into my first what i would call my first album but it's mm. technically a mixtape because it was released on dat piff uh <laughs> yo dude when i released this album i was on i paid for sponsorship uh, which meant that you get to like be on the front page right, of right. Dat Piff for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. I was up there for like an hour, which it wasn't a lot, but I was so proud. Uh, I took so many pictures of the homepage, uh, and I was just kept spamming everybody. I was like, "You gotta go check this <laughs> shit out," because I was I was like legitimately proud of it. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> you know now I think about it, some of the songs are good, and some of the songs reveal a lot about myself that yeah. I'm not totally sure if I should have put it out there but uh I mean hey that's life you know yeah if, if people want to know about me in a good or bad way I guess you're gonna get all of me one way or the other mm-hmm. right uh man I'm talking a lot I'm sorry no it's okay this is, this is an interview show this is where I say something for like 10 seconds and then you say something for like four minutes that's true okay so this is part of it <laughs> yeah this is part this is of part it, of it. Uh okay. So uh I put that album out and there the biggest song that came the biggest song from there wasn't track three, it was track five or six, mm-hmm. which featured the girl I was dating at the time and also um somebody that went to my school. Yeah. Uh she's a cute girl, she's real nice. We were dating and she hates me now. Uh but <laughs> well, I guess we'll get into that. Um, this is not gonna make me very likable, and I'm sorry. Um, but it was this song. Um, uh, I don't wanna go. I don't wanna go. I don't wanna go home without you. And it was about meeting a girl at a bar, and she doesn't want to go home with you. But then you're like really persistent, which isn't. You wrote, "Baby, it's cold outside." Basically, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think about it that way. Um. But yeah, so that and so that song got played at parties, and sometimes I would mm. feel uncomfortable about it. But I don't know. Sometimes I kind of liked it, man, because I was using like I was experimenting with like 
really modulating my voice. Yeah. Uh, like doing like myself. Yeah. Um, I was trying to make myself sound like Chance the Rapper, kind of mm-hmm. like kind of scratchy. And yeah. Melodic or whatever. And uh, I, I don't know if you guys can hear from my singing, but you know I'm not very melodic in nature. <laughs> uh, but you're like you're you're you get you you actually put some music out there, and it's like generally well received. Like you actually have people listening to it. Uh, yeah, some people, yeah, I think so. When you say played at parties, that means you walk into a party and someone else has played it, or is that just like someone else played it? Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. Yes, I don't good. play my own shit for people. I mean, I will if they ask, but yeah. Most of the time, it's I'll walk into a room and they're either doing it to embarrass me or some people, and this was always surprising to me, but they like genuinely liked some of the songs. Yeah. Um, which I guess that means I have some fans. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that I have a lot, but I do, you know, I have some. And I love those people, man. Yeah. They're real cool. Um, there, so, there's a few, I think like with any project, there's always a few people like that. Like yeah. for my last podcast and this podcast, there's like a handful of like three or four people for each that are just like all in. Oh just yeah. Like, Fuck yeah. Dude. I'm like, yeah, this, I, I make this podcast for you guys. <laughs> I love that, man. <laughs> yeah. That's so, oh man. And that's, that's really who you do it for. It. I mean, you do it. I don't know how you make music or why you do comedy or whatever. I'm I'm sure you have to get something out, but you're also in a way trying to give something back. And uh I think that when I'm making when I was making music and when I am making music, I'm trying to con- get myself out so that it could uh help somebody feel more understood. Mhm. Which again, super preachy. That's like, "Oh, J Cole over here." <laughs> But, but it makes sense. It's like it's like you cre- you're creating something with the intent of like I hope this is consumed by someone who likes it, yeah, like, I mean, who enjoys it and like gets something out of oh, it. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So on that album, I mean, there's some good songs in that album. Conversation piece is really cool. It's very lyrical. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I have this song about a kid that gets like molested. Uh, which you know it is like you know. Not foreshadowing, but like you know, thoughts about like things that had happened in my life, which was mm-hmm. me really just kind of getting shit off my chest. Um, a couple of party songs that mm-hmm. are that are really cool that did get played at some frat parties, and that I'm and I'm like really proud of those moments. Then people probably don't even remember, but I'm like really proud of those moments where, um, because we would we would have a DJ. He was like you know part of the part of the fraternity or whatever. Yeah. Um, but he was pretty good, and uh, every once in a while, I would be like, "Hey, would you spin one of my records?" And he would be like, "Yeah, I'll of course, hundred percent." And he would spin them, and people would stay on the floor, and that's all I needed. <laughs> yeah, that was all I needed. Nice, that's yeah. dope. Yeah, I was really, I was really proud of that. So during during like this kind of like the college years of this, do you collaborate with anyone, or are you kind of just like doing this project yourself the whole time? I do collaborate with. Um, a number of people, the the most important of which is this dude, Eric Doyle, who uh, on the album, if you look him up on Dat Piff, he's actually the singer on the song called Before You Leave, and he goes by Quirk. He pretty much changes his name every time we do a song together, mm-hmm. but um, I consider him like a musical savant. I mean, this guy, yeah. he plays like 12 different instruments, and I would say that he was kind of the overall overarching... Um, you know, co-producer of a lot of stuff that I've worked on over the years. Um, he's, he's really cool. We get along super well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's, he's good. He's, 
he brought we have this song called Sapphire. Okay. Which is um to put it lightly, a sexy song. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's very I'm moving my shoulders so you guys can feel what <laughs> it's very sexy. And um the song was okay. And then Eric decided that we should add some saxophone. Okay. And boy did it heat up, man. We <laughs> we did it we did a concert uh in uh in Boston at, uh not not long after the album came out and uh he played the sax live and mm. oh man it was hot it was <laughs> i couldn't even do the third verse it was i was like man we got to cut it off right there that was good <laughs> um the other so, so i'm i'm also um kind of nerdy yeah, yeah, yeah. And like uh you know i was in engineering school mm. so i made something for those people and that was this song called study guide and okay it was a it the song starts with um now let me start this off by saying you won't understand unless you're kind of into physics and everything after that is uh physics jargon nice oh man is um I'm feeling kinda MC over I. Maybe I should get a little high. MC over I is bending stress. Feeling kind of stressed. Maybe I should smoke. Are you mechanical? Uh, in nature, yes. Or no? Are you a mechanical engineer? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. That um, makes sense. Yeah. So bending stress was important. Um, I said I called myself Pascal. I was like, I'm Pascal in the game, <laughs> and you can find me with Bernoulli. Which, mm. And this, I forget what I was rhyming that with. Uh, Pretty soon I'll act a fool see, I think, something like that. Oh, I the one of my favorite lines, and it's it always gets overlooked. Um it goes, um uh it's I forget how I get here, but it goes like Einstein. I'm I'm bringing up I'm bringing up I say Einstein and the theory the most important things are like Einstein and the theory of relativity. It's three by ten to the eight times itself by M is E. If you don't get what I said, oh no, no um uh, displace my weight like water. Double check the boy and see. Ooh. Uh, if, and if you don't get what I said, check the back of the CD. Why? Well, there's an answer key. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, yeah. That's like, so the E equals MC squared, three by 10 to the eight times itself by M is E. That's like a, I love that line. Yeah. And I really love double check the boy and see. That's like a triple entendre. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'm like really proud of some of that shit. Nice. That, that's that's fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that's that. Fun. That's a little nerd humor for you. <laughs> no, it's cool. I I actually when I was in AP calculus in high school, I wrote a calculus rap for How? my friends. That's so relatable. I don't. I didn't write. I didn't. I didn't. I don't even remember any of the lines, but I just remember rapping it in the hall, and it was like a lot of fun when I did it. Well, you see what I mean? We mm-hmm. both have the same origin story. <laughs> the only and Nipsey Hussle, who's an amazing was an amazing rapper hate him just kidding i'm just kidding oh my god (laughs) absolute legend but his his big his big thing was i'm not better than anybody else the only difference is that i just didn't quit i just kept doing it yep so if you and i have the same origin story the only difference between you being a rapper and you not being a rapper is that you just stopped doing it (laughs) You stopped at that AP, that AP calc rap. I don't think anything anything mattered to me until I started comedy. Oh wow, that's interesting. Nothing nothing hooked me in the same way. Like there were yeah. things there are things I enjoy. There are lots of hobbies that I have in yeah. like a small casual sense. 
But comedy, I was like, oh, I'm never going to quit this, and I will let this kill me if it oh, has to. Oh, my God. Like, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I still feel that way about music. Uh, I, now I'm kind of split, 50-50. Yeah. Um, and it shows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I... Um, yeah, I loved music was definitely my first love. And that's why I'm I'm actually I was gonna wait till like the very end to do this, but I have a I have a new album that's gonna come out at mm. the end of this year. It's called Damn Near Thirty. Nice. And I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so I'm really excited. excited to hear it. Yeah, man. Me too. Um, you know, and I'm gonna try to do like my, like some friends of ours, uh, to also include some comedy in there. But um but sparse, like the comedy will be the skits and the right, music right. will be in the forefront. Um, yeah, so I'm cool. Ho- yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to it. That'll be fun. <laughs> oh yeah. It, well, it's gonna be like I. There's a couple of bars from it that are like. Um, one of them goes like, um, "Come on in. I got refreshments. I got investments. I got Versace cologne. Captures my essence. I'm almost thirty. Checks on my checklist." Uh, but I also have back pain and I often need a breath mint. So it's like, I got some, you know, there's some shit. That's cool. I like that. I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be super relatable to um, a generation that doesn't listen to this kind of music. Yeah. <laughs> so it's perfect. Oh, amazing. So, okay. So you are in college and the, the mixtape you told me about. Um, the Mink. The, yeah. That one. So that's that's like you as you're still going by. You no, know, you went. By I'm the, the mink. mink. You're yeah, the, mink the mink at that point. Self-titled album. Okay. Like Mariah. <laughs> so, so when do you trans? When do you transition to Rick Clinton? To Rick Clinton. Uh, so I do. I think I do three things as the mink. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so the Dat Piff album, uh, which is just the mink self-titled, and I'm really, um, I really double down on that, and then I follow up with two EPs. Um, One's called the Juxtaposed EP, mm-hmm. which I really liked because I was, and I was like, it, it was something about being like left brain and right brain all yeah. at the same time. And uh, I made a song, I made all songs that were about juxtapositions. Mm-hmm. And um, the only title that I can remember, expli- uh, like off the top of my head, is uh, the song Beachfront in Wyoming. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I liked that. And that was fun. And then I did one more project. Um, and then basically, basically what happened is I graduated college and I was like, okay, now I, you know, I have to, I was always going for it, but when I was doing the college stuff, I was so happy with, um, just getting college notoriety. Mm. Like I, I did a, I made a diss song about a, about somebody and, um, that got a lot of airplay. Like, oh, <laughs> boy, I was, I was, I was hated, and uh, which is always fun. <laughs> Who was it about, um, and like why? <laughs> uh, it's where my brother got the idea to make a song about a girl that they broke up with. So I, I, we broke up. I broke up with. They broke up with me, and I was upset, and I made a song about it. Ooh, yikes! Yeah, not a good and, look. <laughs> well, so I thought I was like, I got to get this out, you know. And yeah. then I made the mistake of releasing it, and then she was like, I'm going to sue you for defamation of character. <laughs> And, uh, but luckily, you know, we were able to squash it. None of that stuff happened. And I didn't have to get rid of the song, which is also really cool. Um, but I remember we were, we were drunk, uh, one night just getting pizza at one of your local pizza spots. And these two girls come in and they're singing the song. 
<laughs> and I was like, holy Whoa. shit. <laughs> and then they saw me and they were like, you made that song. And I was like, yes. And they were like, it's catchy, but you're an asshole. <laughs> and so it was, yeah. So, you know, it was catchy. It was good, I think the song's called Cool With You. Uh, you guys can check that out. It's available. On Dat Piff? No, this is this is basically when I became a SoundCloud rapper. I started okay. putting stuff on SoundCloud. <laughs> so. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, man. Controversy. I love controversy. But so does Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's true. Yeah. That's true. So does 6 9 mm. Anybody... I, you know, I don't, it, it's not important, but I, I do think that like uh, some level of, I'll call it fuck it, is kind of required yeah. to, uh, you know, not only be artistic, but to attain anything from it. Right. The less you care, the, the more you care about just getting your art out and the less you care about the response that it creates, uh, the better off you'll be mentally, I think. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to think about it. Yeah, though. so far yeah. it's just like I think you should like it's with like um with comedy like anyone can make anyone else laugh with some like surface level kind of hack jokes or whatever, but you want to hear jokes that are true to the individual. Yeah, and you just want them those to be like genuine and not like overthought and kind of just like oh yeah, just doing it because you want to do it. Yeah, you want to. I want to. When a set ends, man, I want to know about you. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about you. Exactly. And if you do that, also be funny. But yeah, if also be funny, please, please, on God. But yeah, but if if I know more about you, that's a bonus, and I want to hear more. Yeah, you know. That's but kind of there's thing. definitely been some people who are newer who I just sit through five minutes of getting to know them and not laughing, and I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> this is not a place you want to be in. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's definitely not. <laughs> then people can go up and roast you afterward. That's, For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which, oh man, that's a whole different ball game. <laughs> when I started comedy, that's I I got roasted uh, a lot because I would go up, suck. I would I love to say what else is new when I first started. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. So it's a... I got up in Chicago. This is part of the reason I moved. Um, <laughs> this one of the one of the guys. He didn't even do a joke. He just said, what else is new for five minutes and crushed. And he followed me saying, what else is new? Like five times. Because I was trying to find jokes. Yeah. And you were like, I'm out. I'm out of here. <laughs> I moved. I left the city and then left the state. For sure. I went to like stay with my aunt for a little bit. And then I was like, I'm going to move to New York and take this more seriously. Was, Holy uh, shit. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. That's a That's a learning experience, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's not like New York doesn't beat you down. It does. I was just more prepared for it, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, that, that's like, ooh. I am <laughs> I'm sti- sorry you endured that. <laughs> Dude, it's okay. Everybody sucks yeah. sometimes, you know, so. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is not, there's no redemption here, by the way, because like, I am Rick Clinton and I have some songs that I'm proud of, but like, it's not like I achieved notoriety. Yeah, yeah. Know? That's so fine. It's a, uh, it's a... Um, this is an ongoing story. Check back in. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. So uh, you 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 become Rick Clinton after college. Become Rick Clinton after college. Uh, completely change my demeanor. I'm mm-hmm. like I'm not gonna be um, boyish or kiddish. I'm not gonna do like corny um, uh, references. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a rapper for real. Yeah. And I was like, I gotta take this seriously. And so this is. 
now I enter like the what I would call the team backpack phase of my rap career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've heard of team backpack, but they're they're like a conglomerate that puts up and coming rappers gives up and coming rappers a, a spot. Right. And right. This, it was like during the cipher era. Like everyone was doing ciphers. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm sure I don't know what that is, but I've heard it I'm everywhere. So glad that I asked. I okay. thought I was gonna be patronizing. But uh <laughs> yeah, Cypher is a, a group of people um on camera rapping over a beat that a DJ spinning in the background. Oh, it's like the freshman XL like or whatever. The double XL double freshman, XL. yeah. Exactly. Okay. Or like what goes or the BET cipher, which is I mean, that shit is hot. You should mm. watch the BET ciphers, you'll get some of the best bars. Two chains hit him with some crazy shit. He said, uh, um, different colored diamonds like a Rubik's Cube. Get the fuck out of here. That's so good. <laughs> um, he says, My credit card is black and proud. Come on. Cause he's got a black card, which is no limit spending. Hmm. That's a bar. Put the <laughs> put the check over your head and call that Nike Town, because there's a check over your head when you hmm. walk in the door. And he's talking about a money check. Bro, these are bars. These are. <laughs> and so I got fascinated with that shit. And I was like, I want to do that. So I started doing like team backpack competitions. You'd yeah, have yeah. To, you'd have to submit online and uh, then show up in person and wrap your little ass off. And yeah. Uh, and just try not to suck. And um, I don't like to front. And I definitely don't like to like, you can tell that I'm white because I say front. Like with a hard T, <laughs> um, but I really, I really don't like to front, and I, 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 I don't want to like play myself up to be like like better than I was. But I thought that I did it twice, twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen, and I had killer sets both times. Mm-hmm. Um, I went up and and it was, I would say it was like mad controversial because my last line of the twenty sixteen set was uh. Out here in Cali, it was. I had to fly out to mm-hmm. LA to do it. Uh, I said, I'm out here in Cali, can't believe the girls that I passed on. It's more trash out here than the beat you let me rap on. Ooh, and I dissed, I dissed the whole place, <laughs> and the crowd went fucking nuts. People were like, Rick fucking Clinton. <laughs> it was my brother that was screaming, Rick fucking Clinton, but other people were like, Holy shit, because yeah, so I was. I was really proud of that moment. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of, I think life is about like these little moments and these like pockets where crazy shit happens and you can hold on to that for a little while till you get the next one. And that was one of them. I held, yeah. on, I held on to that for a year. Uh, that was, that was really cool. And so because that went well, I was like, I got to keep making mm-hmm. hot music. Yeah. So, so now we come to uh, another, the album that I'm, Another album that I'm proud of. Okay. Kill a Shrimp. Kill a Shrimp? Kill a Shrimp. K-I-L-L-A-S-H-R-I-M-P. The Birth of the Emoji was upon us. The album title is just a gun and a shrimp. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) That shit makes me laugh. It's still like, this show is still you pitching child ideas to me. (laughs) (laughs) But I was, I was like 23 when we did this. That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, you know, okay, this is one of my favorite lines in any, like any hip hop song is there's like in, uh, I forgot which, um, I think it's fast by juice world. But he says, okay. I'm back on my bullshit devil emoji. 
Wow. He says devil emoji out loud. And I'm like, that's really good. I love it. That's I, really good. I will text people and just say something emoji, just like not like looking it up. Just Oh, yeah. And I love it. No, that. say whatever you want and yeah. pick an emoji. That's how slang is invented, man. Mm-hmm. Just, just, oh, God. And I was like, when I heard that, I was like, there's no way. And I listened again. I was like, fuck. Oh, so good. <laughs> but that's, I live for that, man. Yeah. I would love to be. I feel like my gain has gone crazy. I feel like I would love to be. You gotta, you gotta be this close. Be close. Am I too? Oh wow! I sound a lot better that yeah. way. <laughs> wow. It's okay. The, the you'll you'll be in the whole podcast. Okay, cool. People will hear you. Great. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm that far away. <laughs> oh yeah, we're an hour in and no one heard a word you said. <laughs> oh no. shit, man! You guys missed a hell of a backstory. <laughs> uh, no, but I, dude, I love. I would like to be considered lyrically inclined if i ever get anywhere mm. i want people to be like yeah this kid's got bars some of them are fucking corny but they're bars yeah and i don't want people to be like oh he's a a singer rapper because yeah i can't even sing mm-hmm. so like i better i really double down on trying to make like uh catchy punchlines and shit so anyway so i came out with killer shrimp and uh Actually, you know what was out around the time that I was making Killer Shrimp? What? Jay Cole's 2014 Forest Hills Drive. The his big one. His, that's like is that's not his debut album, is it? No, his debut album was uh the one with the basketballs which was uh oh my god, everyone's going to be so anyone that listens to hip hop is going to be so pissed that but, I get Friday Night Lights. But Forest Hills Drive is the one where he's like on the front, it's like blue. Yes. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, then it's Born Center and then Forest Hills Drive. And Born Center is friggin' great. But then Forest Hills Drive was, he made a, a platinum album, number one album, no features, mm-hmm. uh, which is very important to my journey. Yeah, because that tells you you can do this. Kill a Shrimp, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do a lot of features. I was like, I'm going to limit my features. <laughs> and... Boy, was I, man, I'm so, ch- the more I think about this, I'm like, geez, you're a fucking idiot. You're such a child. You're <laughs> such a child. You're so, you're a childlike wonder. It's okay. I think these are like all important steps. They are all important. They're, they're all, the all important steps. Yeah. It's just not quitting, man. Just mm-hmm. not quitting. This, which is why you guys need to look out for this damn near 30 album coming out at the end of the year. Just wait uh, till you're 60 and you're like, that damn near 30 <laughs> shit was garbage. <laughs> I was so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. When I was a whippersnapper. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So it's also, you know what else is crazy? Just to sidetrack uh, briefly, you know, podcasting is one way to like capture your life mm-hmm. um, or like the things that you think. Music is the other way to capture the way that you were thinking at a certain period in time. Yeah. And I happen to have um, this long um, um, chronology of like who I was as a person and what right, I was thinking right. musically. Mm-hmm. And some of it is like really weird, but some of it, I it brings me back to a place where I was thinking in such an innocent manner, mm-hmm. and that's great. Yeah, it's really, it's you know, some of it's bad, but some of it's like, it's just good to think that way mm-hmm. sometimes, man. I think that that's great. I think 
I found myself making playlists um, kind of on vibe, but a lot of those vibes are based on years of my life. Yes. Like I made a playlist two days ago and the title is it's 2014 and I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's just like schoolboy Q and like Kendrick Lamar and, Oh my yeah, god. The TDE stuff. Dude, you should and hear Earl. Some... Oh, and Earl. <laughs> you should hear some of the music I made in that era, man. Um it's crazy. I <laughs> I actually have a video. It's like pretty far back on my Instagram, but I'm wearing uh my glasses and uh a Chicago Blackhawks t-shirt and a scarf and I'm inside mm-hmm. and uh and a beanie and I'm on the mic and I'm just trying to rap in my room and um yeah it's fucking cool it's just i'm trying to i'm trying to remember like you know what it was about but it's all it's it's mm-hmm. not important anyway so killer shrimp killer shrimp came out what's the theme what's it about the theme of killer shrimp mm-hmm. oh dude this is my first album with like successful skits okay um i the it just the whole album opens uh i am the captain i'm captain rick clinton and i welcome you to the ss fupm or the ss fuck you pay me and uh, <laughs> i was like you guys are gonna want to listen to this because it's gonna rock your socks basically i was saying i said a whole bunch of crazy shit like that and uh, which isn't crazy it's cor- it's corny but then i go i made some i took some swings on kill a shrimp mm-hmm. and i used i made some Really interesting music, I think. Uh, I have a song called Killer Shrimp uh, that's like really, uh, Killer Shrimp's really wavy, but then like my track three is like, yeah, I'm Rick, I'm a rapper, it's a bar trick, insert stupid ass line about a hard dick. Uh, um, oh shit, where you at? That, that doesn't matter. But I, I made a whole bunch of, really cool references it's like very c based Mm -hmm. i i I think like a skit five or six or like the fifth or sixth track which is a skit is like oh no the boat's about to capsize like we're gonna have to get back to this music quickly before it goes down (laughs) like kind of that's cool i like that (laughs) yeah and then finally we make it to like an island Mm -hmm. and uh i made a song called island breeze and it's Mm -hmm. just about chilling on an island breeze uh yeah and i like i like killer shrimp there's a song my favorite song off of killer shrimp is a song called how sweet mm-hmm. where uh it's a real i think it's kind of like trash trap kind of sounding it's mm-hmm. like it sounds like two cans being smashed together two trash cans being trash can lids being smashed together and uh um there's like this weird distorted organ in the background and uh, the hook goes, you can yo gabba gabba about me, about me, bitch. I gather three things I need, I need, bitch. Fuel to fight the critics with, loads of dope and simple tips and fans that get real ignorant. How sweet, bitch. And so like, and I don't say it like that. I say it mm-hmm. with like this, this, like, yeah. yeah. And um, I kind of go hard in the second verse. Mm-hmm. And I'm so like, you know, there's some cool stuff there. Um, I really like that song. After Kill a Shrimp, I made a bunch of like little individual songs and I started getting really into like ciphers and stuff like we mm-hmm. were talking about. Oh, real quick. What is what why did you pick Rick Clinton? You know Rick James? Okay, yeah. You know Bill Clinton? Okay. Okay. So this, <laughs> <laughs> this is the tagline. Uh it's <laughs> it's too long. 
Um, <laughs> imagine a guy that was nice enough to rock a suit and meet your mom, uh, but might also stomp out your couch and maybe even fuck your bitch. It's it's you see what I mean? It's heavy. Mm, yeah, it's heavy. But Bill Clinton, we I was actually just talking about Bill Clinton. They were like, I can't believe people still like Bill Clinton. I was like, come on, man, he played the sax. He was <laughs> he was cool, man, and he's not acceptable by today's standards. But somehow people still love him, mm-hmm. and uh, this isn't who I'm trying to be. Right, but, right. But Bill Clinton is kind of representative of the idea that charisma can get you a lot. Yeah. Uh, or can get you out of a lot. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Into I'm, and out of a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying that it happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I... I've been very lucky that I've gotten out of some situations and, you know, also unfortunate that I've gotten into some situations and not unlike Bill Clinton or Rick James. Um, So charisma is a mess. Charisma is a (laughs) mess, man. Uh, Yeah. So that's, that's more of, that's basically where Rick Clinton comes from. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was just like, man, he's, these are both really cool dudes. And I I heard that name and I was like, man, that just speaks to me. My dad's name is Rich. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm Rick. I was like, that's kind of fucking cool. It just feels cool. Rick Clinton wears like a leather jacket. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I don't wear it. Chris does not wear a leather jacket. Chris wears <laughs> polos and shit. But yeah. Rick, Rick Clinton has an earring and and like shows it off. You know, Chris is like, whoa, dude, I'm all insecure and shit. He's basically like my alter ego with no filter. And he's mm. like, he's like proud. Yeah, he's overly proud, mm-hmm. um, and I love that. It's mm-hmm. like a really, it's a real cool way to be authentically me uh, with a mask on, which is yeah, not unlike uh, what Rey Mysterio does. Yeah, if you know who that is yeah, from wrestling. <laughs> yeah, so. so okay, so you 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 release Kill a Shrimp, Kill a Shrimp. What's, love that. Album. What's next? Um, after Kill a Shrimp came i'm trying to i gotta i really want to go like look it up but i um i know there's an answer out there um oh after kill a shrimp came the tape where i rap over everyone else's beats and okay that's the name of the tape uh (laughs) and it's good um so that was all like i was really getting into like uh freestyling and not worrying so much about hooks and yeah. just trying to like make sure that it was clear that I was like good at doing lyrical stuff. Right, right. And so these are all like and by the way, music ended up going this way. Mm-hmm. It went from music has gotten progressively shorter and it has a lot less to do with like people's musicality and a lot more to do with basically how clickbait works. Yeah. The more time you spend on a song, the more money you'll get paid. Streaming is making songs shorter and people are not aware of that. Um, I hate short songs. I hate short songs. I'm like I'm, I make short songs, but I, <laughs> but that's not that's not I, because I can't. I'm like the, the like the metal head in me. I'm like eight minutes is perfect. An eight minute song is <laughs> eight perfect. minutes is long. No, it's like perfect. And then when you like when you get to the juicy part at like six and a half minutes, you're like I I earned this. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so funny. There's a there's a, a thing about um you know Phil Collins in mm-hmm. the air of the night uh these two kids they're like they're pretty famous for just like listening to music i forget their names but they're really funny um they listen to mute they listen to phil collins in the air of the night and they had never heard it before 
And they were like, okay, oh shit, oh shit. And then the song's about to end, and then that's when the drums come in, and they were like, who drops a beat at three minutes? Like, that's (laughs) fucking crazy. (laughs) And so, yeah, man, so some songs, uh, I I miss long songs. Mm -hmm. I, I wish I... And I do have the breath to do that. I can do three verses and you know a couple of hooks with a bridge and shit. Um, but that just wasn't that point in my life. I was yeah. just trying to mm-hmm. prove to myself and to other people that I had bars. And it's like the Instagram era. I was like, how can I get these little clips of yeah. just me doing shit out, you know, so people mm-hmm. can hear it. So the tape where I rap over everyone else's beats, I rapped over the warning i wrapped over uh flavor in your ear by craig mack i wrapped over uh the rain by missy elliott and i love all of those i do uh i do this sh- oh god it's so bad so flavor in your ear it's like uh it's ricky baby i'm all up in your city baby i'm will smith and getting jiggy baby I would fuck your itty bitties, baby. No committee, maybe. I mean, I smoked a lot of dope, and now I'm dope. Yeah, I'm illy, baby. That's like, and (laughs) hold on. Can I just do two more? You think I'm hard because I play the ukulele. I got the ball like Pele. I super smash like Melee. I would fuck a black girl and have a baby named Nene, but I know that's kind of cray-cray, and I'm way, 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 way. Yeah, so it's like, they're all, it's just crazy bars, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's crazy stuff. So you, you really, so you don't, produce beats but you really like writing lyrics and performing love 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 Mm -hmm. i have um probably like 20 notes of just like bars that i like in no random order um that could all fit together if something comes up where I need to start rapping, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so and there, in case there's a gunman on the train and he challenged me to yeah. challenge me to a rap battle, but yeah, so like each note is like specified by mood. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, what kind of situation am I in? These are the bars I have for that setting, and uh, yeah, I just keep them with me just in case. Give them a quick look, and I'm like, boom, all right, I'm gonna go out here and kill. I, I'm just imagining a scenario where like a building catches on fire and they're like, quick, the extinguisher, and they, they punch open the thing and they're like, what is it? It's a whole bar. It's just like a bunch of notes. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. A building's on fire. They're like, who could put this out with hot fire? Like, that would make it worse. But yeah, man, that's, it, it, it is true, man. I have, um, uh, I have like, People say shit about my mustache, and they'll be like, rap about your mustache. And I'll be like, I grow a mustache real fast like a Chia pet. Uh, and I, uh, there's you know some rhyming shit mm-hmm. in there, too. But uh, It's like it's almost like the like the small like one-liner jokes we all have. Basically. Like, situational, yeah. someone says something, you're like, I've said this joke a hundred times, but it always works because yeah. people always say this shit to me or yeah. something. Oh, that's exactly... You know what? Now that I think about it, that's exactly what it is. Because mm. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking of like... Uh, there's this one line I do. I'll be like, I know I'm something different. I'm star powered. Don't glare at me. I grow a mustache. Uh, I rock a mustache in movies like Ron Jeremy, mm. which is that's basically a joke. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's like, see, I get, I get a lot of times like, I'm like, I'm vegan, and like people will be, I'll be at a restaurant. Oh, really? They're like, oh, there's vegan option here, options here. I'm like, cool, and I go, and it's like just salad, and they're like, what? You don't like salad? I'm like, I'm vegan, not a rabbit. <laughs> And that's like <laughs> quick joke. Yeah, it's like quick joke. It's like that same yeah. thing. Like someone's like, "Oh yeah, you rap, rap about this." Yeah, rap can... about whatever. And usually, usually, what people choose for me to rap about is like my mustache, or they say some weird shit like that chair. You know, yeah. like <laughs> nobody's ever creative. They all they're mm-hmm. always like rap about 
that <laughs> I've gotten that chair a couple of times. That's why it's like that's why it's like in my head. Like I've got a whole bunch of notes about chairs. Yeah, I got all these I got all these notes about sitting down, standing up. <laughs> so you you're into like freestyling as well or Yeah, I love that shit. Um I've gotten I don't want to you have to just keep up with it. There was like a period where I was really good. Yeah. Um I would say 2018, I was probably at like my peak. Um and I I still do it now occasionally with like this other rapper friend that I have that's out in Long Island. He's a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Um but he uh he's a lot better than me now. And it's we play this game called Pass the Lemon. Pass, okay. Pass the Lemon. So if you have a lemon, you have to it doesn't have to be a lemon. It can be anything. Okay. Um <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we put on beats and some mm-hmm. of them go for eight minutes, which is cool. <laughs> and basically, if you got the lemon, mm. you're spitting and doesn't matter about what you could do. Like you could like diss that person. You could talk about the chairs in the room. You can whatever. And then when you feel like you're about to lose it, you got to pass the lemon and then they got to catch it and keep mm. going. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we do a bunch of we do a bunch of that just for I mean that shit's really for fun and for practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean I loved uh, I love performing, man. Yeah, hip hop helped me realize that I love performing and I love making music and I but it's both, man. It's twofold. Mm. I love the creative process of like being alone in my room creating um, some of these songs, man. I'm I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of like the latest thing that I put out. Oh, I remember what it is. And it's the thing I'm the most proud of for sure. Oh yeah, what is yeah. it? Uh it's called the Candidate Mixtape. Okay. So it was right around Trump's election and Oh boy. Oh boy. You're going into another brilliant idea it sounds like. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I'm starting to realize that like I'm not as deep as I thought. Like these are <laughs> these are some pretty surface level <laughs> fucking album titles. Anyway, but, on the on the album, I declare myself a Trump supporter. I stormed the Capitol, <laughs> and people hated it. But <laughs> I, I, dude, I wish I had that much conviction, man. Uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, so that was not the way I was gonna go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did make a song about like better not forget. I, the song's called like better not forget to vote. Um, and th- that one's really cool. But the song um, that closes out that album is a song called Saratoga Sparkling. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've made a couple of songs throughout my life that um, like really capture. They're not funny. They're not mm-hmm. meant to be funny. They're they're like emotional and real and raw and uh, and good for that reason. They, yeah. Like there's a there's a line in that song. Um, something about like oh i didn't know i could do this i always thought to myself maybe i would be a better dad that had a few kids you know Mm -hmm. and like and that you know that line like speaks to you know friends of mine that have written me and been like yo that was really cool uh but i also say some stuff about um the, the election and how i'm like um all we all it doesn't matter who we have to choose from. All we have to do now is choose one and go for it. And we won't really know until it's, um, and hope and hope the path we chose was worth moving forward with, but we won't even know until it's over with until Mm -hmm. then. And yeah, I need a glass of Saratoga sparkling. I don't give a fuck what kind of car you're in. Just take me where the party is so I can rap. And that like, that's the essence. Oh, I love that. Yeah, man. It's a really good song. And it's probably, it's, it's the last song that I made 
on that album and it's the last song of the album and i'm like the most proud of it um the first song on that on that album is called getting good and i i'm do a lot of wordplay and shit mm-hmm. on it and I, I like that one too um that's dope though because it's like you kind of like maybe you take a break for a minute from like being goofy and having just crazy lines to having like a very yeah. genuine like emotional kind of yeah, there's only I only have two songs that I think really do that super well, mm-hmm. and I think they're like my best two songs. If you're listening for listening's sake, yeah, because uh, I have dance songs and shit that are mm. that are just fun. But like this, I do a devil in a new dress freestyle, uh, and then Saratoga Sparkling. Mm-hmm. Those are like far and away my two personal favorites because I think they're they're um, uh, thought provoking and. Uh, and more than that, just honest. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not like fluffy. Yeah, they're, they're real. Yeah, and, that's great. Yeah, and they're the right length. So <laughs> <laughs> they're twelve minutes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. So yeah, that's um. So that was that, and then uh, that was probably twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was when he got elected, twenty sixteen. Um, and then I took a one year hiatus because I, you know. I moved to Chicago with a girl and I, I don't know, I got distracted. Yeah. And, uh, then I made another song right before I moved to New York called rusty, um, mm-hmm. which is probably the best hook I ever made. Yeah. Uh, and it's really, it's really well recorded. I like went into the studio and I had this beat that I paid for and all the shit. And, um, uh, yeah, man, it's like who in the benzo smoke and, uh, who in the bins I'm smoking endo with the windows tinted. Yo, that's Rick Clinton. Yeah. And it's so like, yeah. So the, the verses on that are actually not as good as the stuff I was used to, but um, the hook is so good. And so mm-hmm. I'm starting to, and then now here we are, here we are now, and I'm working yeah. on this new shit. And uh, so I'm blending, I'm trying to blend like being a little corny fuck with being uh, thoughtful, with having good hooks, with having good lyrics. Yeah. Um it's kind of a process of like refining all the aspects of it. Yeah. And you know, the difference between uh how how long it took me to get to where I'm at, uh like in my musical journey versus yeah. how long it takes other people to go, um how how long or short it takes other people to go is how much time you put into it. Right, right. I mean, I mean and you got to know this from comedy, but mm-hmm. if you're not out every day, you're lo- you're wasting time. You're losing mm-hmm. time every day spent not um every day not doing it is time lost yeah you know i think ralphie may actually says that mm-hmm. in like a quote or something he's like i love law he says something about like i love law and order i watch the show i used to watch that show all the time but that's two hours out of my week every week round that up to a year it's like i don't know a couple hundred hours lost or 720 hours lost or something like that 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 drive level is insane to Whoa. me like i mean even right now, like, I mean, when things warm up, I'm going to be out, like, every night almost. But I'm out, like, you know, four nights a week, which is, like, okay. Yeah, four's fine. Four's fine. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You know, it's low. It's low for, like, a comedy grind. Yeah. But. Well, you know, luckily you have raw talent, <laughs> which is. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, man, you're very funny. We talked about you. Who's we? No, there's a whole, uh. You know about like what was the group that uh the boule? Oh man, if you've ever have you ever seen Freaknik? No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is a hip hop deep cut. Freaknik is a movie. It's like 45 minutes long. It's a cartoon. 
uh, T Pain is like the he is Freaknik, like the essence of a party. Um, and then there's the Boule, which is basically the Illuminati, but for oh, like okay. but for like black folks, and it's like. Uh, I should have just said the Illuminati. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it's like Bill being Cosby. Patronizing. Yeah. I don't mean to be. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, but it's like Bill Cosby, Reverend Al Sharpton, Oprah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, they're the boule. Um, gotcha. So there's a comedy group. There's a comedy boule, and I'm in it, and we talk about you. <laughs> well, that's very nice. <laughs> I'm not in it, man. Okay. <laughs> I wish I was. I want them to talk about me. Like, this kid? Nah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, this winter really just like just fucked with my head where it was like, hey, you're not fucking funny anymore. And really, uh, it was just like, oh, it's freezing outside and I don't do comedy as much as I'd like to. But yeah. now things are warming up and we're going to get back outside and be chilling. It's going to be great. Yeah, we're going to be chilling in the heat. It's going to be perfect. I I like miss it. I don't know. When I think about like doing outdoor mics and just like pouring sweat, I'm like, that sounds kind of nice. It <laughs> is, man. It's going to be really nice. Like winters, this was such a punishment of a winter. Like COVID yeah. and it's cold. It's like no indoors anywhere except your own apartment. Like all ugh. of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean. You had uh, a hell of a year uh comedically in good ways and bad ways you had to take some breaks that you didn't want to take <laughs> yeah i got covid twice <laughs> yeah those are extended leaves yeah that those were i mean i won't say those were necessarily rough i'm very good at getting in my head and just being like all right we're gonna kill 12 days yeah like that's it's oh, yeah. so easy like by like day 10 i'm like waking up playing world of warcraft for four hours eating dinner watching a show going to bed like so that's nice that's like <laughs> sounds great sounds like you really managed your time well that was covid for me yeah. I, the, the problem is like also is like i wasn't um it's like not like i'm going out or doing anything and it's the winter and it was just dark and by like towards the end i was starting to get a little depressed and like you can't you can't i can't be funny when i'm sad yeah totally i'm, I'm not like i like you're not you can't switch it on mm. you have to be in the mood for it right and yeah. it's like some people like like to make comedy that's like oh I, i'm like depressed haha and we all laugh at it and it's like oh we kind of pity you whatever but like I, i'm not like that <laughs> at all like i'm very much like i just i had to get out of it and had to get away from that like mood so like like Thanksgiving through like mid February was just like so bad yeah. for like my comedy, but oh, I'm all man. good now. It's warming up. We got lots of people coming to the mic and yeah, writing some good shit. So do the listeners know about the mic? Yeah, we we go over it because uh, I interviewed Lee. Like mm, when, okay. the first time I had COVID, I interviewed Lee, <laughs> <laughs> and then she interviewed me for the next one. We talk about running the mic. Oh, okay. So, yeah, man, that sounds awesome. Because I was I was determined. I was like, I want it in the comedy records that we were when part of COVID it. happened, we were like the first oh, mic yeah. that opened to everybody that was on a rooftop. Oh my god, you guys uh you know, I don't want to get away from the rap stuff. It's okay, you're good. We got an album coming out, guys. It's called <laughs> Damn Near Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> but uh dude, when you guys started that mic, I so I'll tell you, this, mm-hmm. you know, this is my this is my little how I met Maxim and Lee story. Um, I tried to get on that mic uh, two times before I actually got on, mm-hmm. and I I finally got on the third time, and it's because you guys didn't know me, and you know I who am I? I'm nobody. Um, but I got on the third time, and I was like, okay, 
I gotta bring my best stuff. Yeah. I gotta I gotta fucking kill here because I don't know any of these people. Yeah, yeah. And it could make or break me because it was the hottest mic in town. There was like a month there where I was like, it feels like we're running like an exclusive nightclub. You and we just were. had to say no to people. And if we felt so bad, but we were like, we have to keep it safe no, and we want to keep it chill. No, 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 no. It was totally, not only was it warranted, I was like, man, I got to figure out how to get in. I was like, I got to be on the inside. <laughs> and uh, man, it was... I was so scared. I was so scared up until the set was over. And uh yeah, and I'm really I'm really happy that it went the way that it went and that you guys, you know, like liked me and stuff cuz that was the other thing. I was like I got to be really nice to these people. I mean, you're a really nice person in general. Yeah. Well, and you laugh at everyone's jokes. So Well, that yeah, that's good. That's me making up for all of the horrible shit I did as a kid. <laughs> Remember Gavin? Yeah. Remember Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you and uh, Sharia Mattis are two people. Mm-hmm. If you guys are in a crowd, everyone is having a good set. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> damn right, man. Yeah, but you know what's funny? I I expect folks to like. Uh, I laugh at everybody's jokes. Yeah, that's not. I don't get the same thing back. <laughs> people, people. Are, I was like, hey, I sometimes I'll go up and be like, listen, I laughed at all your jokes, and I expect you to just you know humor me literally, and. uh it doesn't always happen. They're not, they're not with me. That's it, okay. It's, uh, you know, like when I do the mic and I host the mic, I'll do riffs that like are like not the best riff, but sometimes people will laugh. And I think to myself, I'm like, it's too easy here. This is my backyard. If yeah. I go to someone else's mic and I riff, I'm going to be fucking eating concrete, just oh, dog yeah. shit. Like no one will laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. 100% possible. Mm-hmm. But uh, you never know, man. You try stuff amongst friends so that you could take it yeah. on the road. I used quotes uh, like to other mics. Three subway stops. Away. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, if it works, if it works there, then you might actually have something. And then, you right. get, then it turns into a joke. And I think like one, one big thing that like we really enjoy is like when you have that like fun, supportive space, yeah. you are you feel better taking risks. Because no yeah. one looks at you, if you have a bad set amongst friends, no one looks at you and goes, who's this unfunny piece of like shit? You know, they're yeah, just like, sure. you're a friend and they know you, and so you can try out stuff, and if it's not funny, it's funny that it's not funny. Yeah, like, it's, it's exactly. And you can work it out. Which, so. that's how you develop a false sense of security yeah. right there, man. <laughs> yep. It's funny that it's not funny. That's why you gotta branch out. Though. Yeah, that's, oh, definitely you, branch out. You gotta, you gotta take it, quote-unquote, on the road. Oh, <laughs> quote-unquote, on the road. <laughs> take it to uh, Bushwick. Take it over to Bushwick. <laughs> take it into Manhattan. If you if you are so inclined, go into Jersey, man. Dude, Whoa. Go crazy. Risky. <laughs> hey, man. We don't go to Queens anymore for comedy. We don't, no. Well, I, I would. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you wouldn't? The creek is gone. So that's the oh, only yeah. thing I ever did in Queens. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. There are some other. There's other stuff going around mm-hmm. that's uh, like chlamydia. But there's all <laughs> that was too easy. That was I'm sorry. There's there's other stuff going on up there that's mm-hmm. uh, really good. I think. Uh, can I name drop? Is that weird? Yeah, go for it. Um, uh, Jessica Wilson and uh, uh, Rachel Williams have like a really hot show okay. called Foul Mouth, uh, which I believe is in. Queens, it might be Greenpoint, which is close enough. That's the border <laughs> yeah. between the two. Oh, that's like same thing with uh, Bridge and Tunnel. Like yeah, Bridge and Tunnel yeah, is yeah, like yeah. is like one street, not Brooklyn. <laughs> one street, not Brooklyn. So yeah, man, there's stuff. There's stuff all over the place. Yeah. Uh, so get out there and do that. But you know, I don't know where we're at in time. But keep uh, 
If you're rapping now and you're listening to this, keep rapping because you're gonna be really good. <laughs> so yeah, that, that we're we're at ninety minutes. Okay. I'm gonna ask the final question before we get out of here. Just so, real quick, um, I'm not Little Dicky. I'm not like him in any way. I'm funny, but I'm a better rapper than he is, and you can tell him I said that. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> you you mentioned like not quitting. Yeah. Many times throughout this episode, I'm guessing this is like some theme that you've stuck with your entire time like with music is sure. like so what what are the things that help you not quit what do you tell yourself and what do you think about when you want to put yourself in the zone to create and not just walk away from it oh man um well if you decide that so there's a couple of things uh, the first one being that if you decide to put something out into the world you i mean you created a duty for yourself that you now need to fulfill don't be a flaky motherfucker, you know? <laughs> if you say, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna do something, or, like, um, if you put something out there, just, you know, follow through. And your follow-through doesn't always have to be great. Mm-hmm. The more you treat, I mean, they do this in yoga. They do this with, uh, like, mental stability, like headspace and stuff yeah. like that. The more you treat what you're doing like practice, mm-hmm. the better prepared you'll be for real life. And uh, the less nervous you'll be to just do it. Right. Um, which, you know, I hate to quote Nike there, but they're on to something. <laughs> they, that whole just do it thing, man. No, uh, I think that's great. Yeah, no, it's super accurate. And then uh, if I had a third thing, um, it would be just to, when inspiration strikes, and it always does, and it's always at the weirdest time, mm-hmm. stop what you're doing and go do that. Because working when you don't want to work sucks uh and i know that's really hard but that's why you have to cherish the times when you feel like you caught lightning in a bottle Mm -hmm. and it might not be but sometimes it is man so write that shit down do recording i have so many recordings of like one-off lyrics that ended Mm -hmm. up being the make or break versions of songs you know and Mm -hmm. things that became hooks and shit so um yeah, if you feel something, stop what you're doing and do it. Um and then go back and listen to it later and you you'll just you'll just start to feel it and mm-hmm. you'll just start to love it. And only do things you love. That's it. That's all I got. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think the the work when you feel inspired to work is like it's that's so important because yeah. like for me I don't like you you might write more in your jokes or something. I don't like write write. I like think of things when i'm like on the go and sometimes i'm just like i think of something funny and i'll just stop in the middle of the subway platform like go off to the side and just like write in my phone for like a minute just like get all the shit out of me so it's like i can't forget this you know so i think definitely embrace it and definitely embrace it. it yeah and definitely don't be flaky. Nobody likes a flaky. If you ever started a Fitstagram and then gave up after a month, we all saw you do that. Yeah. Don't be flaky. Yeah. My brother started a modeling Instagram and uh yeah, he's got four pictures. You're a fucking model. There should be hundreds <laughs> of pictures. Yeah, it should be all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely in the the whole treat everything you do like practice. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's huge. And especially like when you're trying something out for the first time, like getting into stand up for example sure. is like the first time you do stand up is not to make an impression on anyone who's listening it's yeah. for you to get on stage and try it for the first time yeah 
Yeah, don't. What's who's putting all this pressure on people, man? Yeah. It's you. You're the one holding the weight of the world on your own shoulders. If you let go of the weight, mm-hmm. you'll you know, the lighter you are, the uh, the better you'll be at anything. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And it, it, like I think it's also a, like a lose weight PSA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't how I meant it, but <laughs> yeah, it's just like don't be hard on yourself for sure. Forgive yourself for the mistakes and the diss tracks. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> dude. And some of that stuff, some of that stuff, you might not regret. You know, it's I, I, I I've said some crazy things, but like musically, I feel like I was in a good place there, and so yeah. I, I don't regret that. It taught me something. Mm-hmm. You know, one well, thing I think with anything with like a creative especially a performative kind of art form like this like even if you're not like nationally famous or like in like any like like have or have made it quote unquote yeah like the process of learning and practicing and creating takes you all sorts of weird places and you meet like cool people and you do cool stuff and dude i'm here now yeah exactly i would never have been here if i didn't do it i literally wouldn't be here if i didn't rap yeah Literally, yeah. I literally said on the post today, we are no. If you you can come on the show, but do not talk about comedy. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's like it's a little sprinkled in there. That, that's fine. Just that's a sprinkle. A lot yeah, we had. I mean, we had eighty-seven minutes of solid. <laughs> yeah, this is my hip hop backstory, man. It's a, it's a good uh, chronology. I, I like it. I like. Right. I like how it all fits together. It's it's cool. Yeah, I think. It's, and there's something coming. There's more to come. Yeah. <laughs> so I hate, I hate to keep. <laughs> well well i'm gonna put the um i'll put the the whatever links and plugs you want in the episode description so sure. people can check it out and Sweet. i'll you know share the, this episode on instagram people will see it and i love it they'll listen to your your beats and your bars my hot beats and bars <laughs> yeah. that's what i'm about beats and bars rick Lynn, baby all right, well, yeah, thank you so much for coming on last minute. really appreciate it. This Dude, is a great episode. Thank you. I think it was a great episode. Thank you for having this me. This is a lot of fun. Appreciate so. it. Appreciate it. Um, again, guys, thank you for tuning in. It's another episode. Don't quit your day job. You know you know what to do. Um, do your creative thing. Don't give up. Be easy on yourself. Uh, go listen to Chris's music under Rick Clinton, and uh, also go back and listen to episode four with uh, Sarah Schmidt. Yeah, she's... She- she does illustration, but this episode's not about her. <laughs> <laughs> She's a good lady, though. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you next week. Bye.